0: On today's show, the fun rolls along with Robbie Cowan joining us for part two of our Western Conference Over Under series, talking about the Northwest Division. We'll get into all of that, some context, of course, and some fun and more on the way. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1552 of the Lockdown Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Tuesday here in September. And I want to tell you at the top of the podcast, make sure you first listen each and every day. Check us out and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, places like YouTube on the video side or Apple or Spotify on the audio side. And this is a continuation of myself and Robbie Cowan talking about Over Under. So if you missed it, part one of this multi-part discussion happened earlier this week about the Pacific Division. On today's show, is going to be the Northwest Division, with one notable exception, because there is one team in the entire NBA right now that does not have an over-under, and it's the Portland Trailblazers. It's because of the fact that Damian Lillard is on the trade block, and all of the various books, including our friends at FanDuel, uh, do not want to have uh, basically be pinned down to a number on them, which I totally understand. So, with that said, we did talk about the Blazers, just not on this particular episode. So, if you are just dying to hear about our Blazers talk, it's actually some bonus audio on the audio-only feeds. There were some challenges along the way with some video stuff. But anyway, the reason, the main reason why that's available for you in that bonus content form is because there is no line on the Blazers. So, I want to say that at the top of the podcast. Other than that, we will get into the rest of the, of the Northwest Division on this podcast from the top with the Nuggets to the Wolves, the Thunder and the Jazz, and uh, without any more delay, myself and Robbie Callan talking about the Northwest right now. I am joined once again by Robbie Callen of Diamond Uproxx, and Uproxx Sports Robbie is back. Hello, sir. How are you? Welcome back. Glad to be back. We're in the same clothes as last time. Um, so let's just dive right in, shall we, to the over-unders for the Northwest Division. I, it occurred to me as we were talking before uh, we started recording that I don't know that I've ever discussed – a Division called the Northwest in my entire life, so nope. Here we are. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, the reigning NBA champion, don't say world champion, Robbie. That's not allowed. Uh, Denver Nuggets, 52 and a half wins. They did not a ton, and they they did add old friend Justin Holiday to the mix, along with three rookies that they drafted Mm -hmm. in the top 30, what 40 picks, something like that. They did Mm -hmm. lose Bruce, they lost Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and his Smith. Last year, 53 wins, so right on the number. Um, They also did not try at all for the final month of the season. They could have probably won 56, 57 games, I would guess, had they been trying. Uh, And Jokic missed 13 games, which he never does. Notable. Also true. Uh, But they are worse. I mean, objectively, I think even even Adam Morris, my friend, locked on on, on Nuggets Coast, I've heard him admit this. The roster is a little bit worse right now than it was because Mm -hmm. of Bruce Brown. Even if you were the biggest Peyton Watson guy in the world or Christian Brown guy in the world. Mm -hmm. Bruce Brown was proven and those guys are not. So thoughts on the Nuggets, 52 and a half.
1: Wow. It was uh, was up at 54 and a half. It has clearly been beaten down. down.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, At 54 and a half, I I strongly leaned under um, for a handful of reasons. At 52 and a half, it's about as firm a stay away as I could have because, look, if they are healthy again and that They're starting, they have the best starting five in the NBA. We know this. The concern is last year, in large part because of Bruce Brown's malleability and versatility to play at a number of positions and impact the game. They finally weren't a catastrophe when Jokic wasn't on the floor. Like they still (laughs) weren't good, but the on-off splits weren't like plus 15, minus 16 you know like it it
0: wasn't as they were they, they were merely bad with him off the floor versus <laughs> right, uh, which catastrophic is, yeah.
1: which legit made the difference in the playoffs like no joke the difference in the postseason was they didn't get smoked in the non jokic minutes as much <laughs> yeah i mean like they they just yeah. like they they lost them some but like they were there were stretches in some of those wins where they actually won the non jokic minutes so like they were just better
0: yeah, they the were like. I think, I'm looking at it right now in the playoffs. They were, I think, like 0.0, 0 or 0. 0.1 with the average off, which is a huge, which line. was
1: unbelievable
0: for them. Yeah, and
1: so now you have some genuine concern about can that bench unit hold up? You're working in young guys. Obviously, you mentioned Peyton Watson um, stepping up into probably the Christian Brown role. Christian Brown stepping up into uh, the Bruce Brown role, and I would expect Justin Holiday. To step into the Jeff Green role, uh, if you yeah. will, if you're just talking about minutes distribution, not Z- necessarily some exactly Zeke
0: Z- Najee in there. Um, sure. I think I think one of the rookies is going to play, whether sure. it's Tyler Hunter Tyson. Oh, in the or regular or season, absolutely. Julian Strother, or maybe Jalen Pickett. Shouts to Bill, go State. Yeah. Go State. Um, State. But yeah, I, you know, it's a team that has mm. some depth, but not that much. They don't have a lot yeah. of depth, like, especially yeah. for like the like favorite stat. Because look, and it's important to emphasize this point playoffs are different than regular season and yes. this is a regular season conversation that we're having right now Correct. and if they get an injury to someone mm-hmm. they you know it's a little it's a little shaky especially it's if expensive. it's uh especially if it's jokic of course but even if it's murray like they don't murray. have a ton Murray's,
1: of they don't have a lot of guard
0: there they can afford to they can afford to lose Jackson. jackson's you know, there again they, that was we could do a whole five podcast million on that, on that deal yeah i don't i think that was uh I don't want to defame anyone, of course, but I have a feeling that was that what might have been agreed to. <laughs> I don't understand that deal whatsoever for anybody involved. Anyway, you didn't play in the playoffs. It was very strange. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, no, I mean, I you will not catch them with an under. I'll tell you that. I I will not do it because I feel like uh, they could not play their best and still go over this number, which is they a could. little bit scary. They're me. just a, they're a really good regular season team. Yes, have- and, and the altitude home court. Home court stuff. is the
1: best home court in all of sports, I think, given the sport they play.
0: Um, I mean, it, it was built in. So last year, just to throw a number on it, they had the second best record in the league at home. They were 34 and seven. If you're 34 and 7 at home, you just have to be, you know, a 500 ish team on the road, which they could they can be. So it's like mm-hmm. that's there's many reasons why they're scary. Jokic is durable and yeah. arguably the best player in the world. Home court, great starting lineup, yeah. really good coach. Also, you could say maybe some hangover. Teams, they're not going to probably yep. press it too hard in the regular season, I wouldn't imagine. All those things. So, I mean, I could see all sides on this one. That's a pretty good number. If it was higher, then I would...
1: 54.5, I felt much better about If we did
0: this show, yeah, if we did this show in July, I got that number, I would yeah. have been telling you to le- think, at least I lean under. Lean under. Nothing else.
1: Yeah, 52.5 is is tight. And for me, it's just... I think there's going to be more tinkering this year, uh, lineup-wise, which has doesn't... Pay which usually isn't ideal for stacking wins and can result in some kind of funky losses. But um, because I think, and I talked about this with Sam, and it's interesting. It's like, you know, this is a team that kind of coasted down the stretch last year, but I wonder if they saw how much home court mattered in the postseason to them and how big of an advantage it is. And I do wonder if they are more likely than a Warriors or one of these other teams that just kind of is is much more willing to coast in and doesn't so, care about seed. I wonder should, if they care a little bit more because they saw how valuable it was to have that in the finals. Um, and last it, year, it just, not, just to say, say
0: it, like it was so weird, like they were able to not try it all late and still had such, and, a still good be, and still be the one seed because of how how down the rest of the conference was. It was very right. strange in a way that we talked about on the, on the last show, Pacific on the Pacific uh, preview. That doesn't seem to be likely to happen again. No. I feel like somebody's going to be up there with them, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's Golden State, or whoever you want to say it's going to be. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a, or the Lakers, or I'm looking at other uh, Grizzlies again if, if they make a run. All that, all that to say,
1: yeah,
0: I'll be surprised if the Nuggets can go seven and ten in their last 17, which they which and they did last the year, team. and get the number one seed still. Yeah. That, that's Agreed. that's not going to happen again. Agree.
1: That's that's the, that's what scares me off of as much as anything else. That part. Scares me off because, like, normally when we talk about contenders, we're afraid of the over because they might punt late. Uh, yeah. and I think the nuggets actually are more of a threat to do the opposite.
0: I concur with that. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into the action of the NFL season right now with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can bet five dollars and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Beyond the awesome perks of signing up with FanDuel, they have everything that you're looking for across the sports betting space. That includes point spreads, over-unders, money lines, player props, game props, future bets, and much more. And the app is safe and secure with FanDuel. They cover the whole range of sports as well. That includes stuff beyond the NFL like college football, NBA, MLB, WNBA, college basketball, golf, tennis. Soccer, auto racing, and much more. And now is the best possible time to join FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check out the official sportsbook partner of Lotta Podcast Network with an offer that you absolutely do not want to miss. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, let us move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 44 and a half wins at FanDuel. That is a tie with the Thunder, who we'll get to in a second, um, in this division. The Wolves were quiet-ish, too. But they have a team that is uh, more volatile than you might expect. So they added Shake Milton. They added, who's a personal favorite of mine. They added mm-hmm. Troy Brown, another personal favorite of mine. Uh, v. Krejci, Hawks legend on this roster. Uh, and also Leonard Miller in the in the second round. He fell way too far. They lost Torrey Prince. They lost Jalen mm-hmm. Noel. They lost Austin Rivers. They won 42 games last year. Yeah. But Cat played 29 games. And Mike Conley, who they got late-ish, play 24 games after he came over so it's a it's a different team despite the fact that it's not a different team that makes sense um but man they this is a weird team like i i'll say i'm not last year i was low on minnesota and i i was correct by the end of the season um this year i feel like i'm kind of higher on them but i don't know if i'm high enough because 44 and a half let me is give like, you
1: the is like they gotta let be better. I, I, I,
0: I, yeah, I feel like you're I gonna you sell pitch? me and that's fine. I just wanna say out loud, Okay, I, I don't I still don't know what this team is. I st- okay. I, I truly don't totally. know. All the ant hype is justified. He's gonna be awesome. He already was totally awesome fair. in the shot list last year. I cat is the one Cat it's it's still Cat and Gobert. We're doing the same thing again. It's like what is Cat and Gobert? We don't know. I'm with you. Let
1: me give you the pitch. All right, I did this the same. I got him to buy in. So, <laughs> oh no, I'm am gonna sell you here. You know I am not you. Uh, you have been in Slack with me in the in the UpRock Sports Slack. Like, you know I am not a, a diehard cat guy. You know I am no. about as out on him in terms of superstar level. Like what people think he could be, like I don't think he can be. That said, the man played 29 games last year. He came into camp, had some terrible illness that kept him out almost all of camp. Uh, he has had about as bad of a personal last two years as one could have. He has dealt with injuries. He has dealt with uh, his own illnesses, everything that went on with his mom. It has been pretty terrible going into the last two years for Kat. Yep. This year... He's healthy. Knock on wood. Yes, for the moment, he looked good. He looked good this summer. He looked great at the World Cup. Not only did he look good on the court, that's as happy as I've seen Cat playing basketball in a very long time. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is he's going to come in in such a better headspace than he's been, and we know Cat is a guy who can fluctuate like that, like he gets down on himself. Him coming in, in a better headspace, feeling good about his basketball, feeling good about where his body is, all of that, I think takes a lot of the pressure off Anthony Edwards, despite all of the hype coming in. Because I think if you're getting a good version of Cap, of and he's able to play, let's call it 60 games, you know, 60 to 65, let's say. Because he's always been – he usually was fairly he was durable. durable. He was, he very was durable. a durable guy. And so, like, because – and again, this goes to kind of the same reason Jokic is a durable guy, kind of floor-bound centers that play a little bit on the – play play a decent amount on the perimeter, not taking a bunch of knocks, not taking all that. I still have concerns about the Gobert Towns relationship But Mike Conley's the Rudy Gobert whisperer. Like, he is the guy that gets Gobert the most out of Rudy offensively. He always has.
0: He's also good. Mike Conley's just good.
1: Mike Conley's just good. And I think that'll also help Cat as well, because I think he'll be able to put Carl in positions that will elevate his game. But particularly with Gobert, Gobert before the Conley trade was, like, bad offensively. The splits, I I don't have them in front of me. Sam had them. Uh, but the splits are like pretty severe. Conley and Gobert, Gobert without Conley. That is a big thing for me. Well, there was some Russell in there. D'Angelo Russell and Gobert clearly did not like each other. Uh, Russell made that abundantly clear a few times that he did not like playing with Rudy and did not think Rudy was that good. Um, and so. He did. I, I just. I think this is just a little bit too low. I think, I mean, last year their number was like 49 and a half.
0: Yeah. That, and that was too high, but this and is that was too high. It's five. This is five. I think, lower this and... is,
1: I think this is over, over Now you can, there are 43 and a half out there. Please go try to find them. As much as we love our friends at FanDuel.
0: Yes. Uh, part of the magic,
1: part of the certainly. magic of the legal gambling world is shopping lines. <laughs> see if you can find one. I will not name other places, but see if you can find one.
0: And, and, and if you like the under, a place and if you like go. the under Fandul's
1: fantastic. A place to go. If you hate everything I just said, <laughs> but my sales pitch is not just that Ant's going to come in and be great. I think he was really good last year. It's that. I think we get a good version of cat. I don't think we get some MVP caliber season from Carl Anthony towns. Cause I don't think that exists. No. However, if Carl Anthony Towns can be a really good number two, I think they they can pretty comfortably get to this number.
0: Yeah, and I, I you know this stuff doesn't matter as much, but I kind of like their their depth moves. Like I like Shake Milton mm-hmm. as a rotation guy. Yeah. I like bringing back Akil yeah. Alexander Walker. Like I, I think Troy Brown is a is a competent bench wing. Like they they did some stuff on the margins that, that I didn't hate. They they do, they do lose Durant. Hey, Daniels is really good. Daniels is very good. It's Don't good. punch walls. I will say if they, to, if they if they they lose Conley, gets a little dicey, and he's older, sure, so that's sure, sure. that's that's a question. But yeah, I. I I don't buy it as much as you, but I do lean over at this number. I think this is it's a little it's a little I'll put,
1: I'll so put it on the I'll put it on the books, especially at
0: forty three. Put, put, put it on the books, says Callan. We have put one on, the, on board. the board from Robbie. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during unexpected times and that is why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Gives you peace of mind that you are not just trying to hope that you have the best access to medication in the event of an emergency. Jace Medical helps you make sure that you have that medication in hand and it's very, very simple. They handle everything that you're looking for from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care with Jace Medical. You also won't want to be Caught unprepared, which is something that I know is absolutely quite valuable in any situation. As a listener or viewer to this podcast, as well, you can save more than $360 by getting these life saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you can get an additional $20 off by using promo code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. Okay. Let's go to Oklahoma City, same over under, mm-hmm. 44 and a half wins. Mm-hmm. This is a weird one because they were a 41 team last year, but they had a point differential of a 44 win team uh-huh. last year. Uh-huh. They also add Vasily Misić, Mies- who I have seen play but is an interesting fit in Oklahoma City. He's coming over from Europe, great Euroleague player. He's kind of like overlaps with Josh Giddey in a way I don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, that's really my uh, concern there. Casein Casein Wallace is a rookie but a lottery pick coming in.
1: And Chet um,
0: J- did you realize that Victor Oladipo's on his team?
1: Yeah, man, he's he's just doing he some gonna, rehab. Is he
0: gonna play? He's, no, he's just doing some rehab. Didn't think so. Davis Bertans is there as well. Uh they and, and of course, like like you just said, they do add Chet, who didn't He'll play all that. last year. They lose Dario Saric. That's basically it. Um so they're really young still last year. This is a crazy stat. Only two of their top fourteen guys in minutes last year were older than twenty four.
1: Who's who's older, them or Memphis? Uh Memphis Tigers.
0: Uh, well, last year was Memphis Tigers. Uh, I don't know about this year, but it, it'll be close. Uh, no matter what, Oklahoma State is a weird team. So, like last year, they weren't. They were fifteenth in offense, I believe, and thirteenth uh-huh. in defense. They were just kind of like an average team on both ends of the floor. Shea earned it. And he got a ton of helium this summer. He was Jeez. he was all NBA guy last year. Oh, he was awesome. Um, but the rest of the team is less proven. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Jalen Williams. Always have one of the Hawks to get him. He didn't fall that far. Um, and they got AJ instead. That was fine, of course. Um, but I, it feels like everyone is in an Oklahoma city and my yep. guard is up. My guard is up, Robbie.
1: So here is give the, my the, give the line,
0: give the line, give your line. It's, it's time for it. I'm time? It's on a T. <laughs> yes.
1: Progression isn't linear, baby. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing I'm even high on. I think they're going to be really good. I, I I'm high on, it. I'm high on OKC as a unit, as a long-term project. Here is my pitch for the under to the good people of the Locked On Hawks uh, listeners. There is a very big difference between going from a 20-something win team to a play-in team. And there is a very different level to take the leap from play-in team to top six playoff team, which is basically what you have to believe they are to go over this number at 44 and a half. That four wins, five, well, five wins, that five wins is so much harder to get than the 15 wins from 25 to 40. It really is.
0: Especially it when is, you're this young. It's just like when it's you're a, this,
1: and we'll get to this when we get to the Southeast, because you can basically copy paste this argument for the Orlando magic. Okay. Yeah. Like it is so hard to get those next five wins. I mean, look, ask. Think of it yourselves Hawks fans. Like think yeah. of how hard it is to go from that 500 team to 46, 47, 48. Win. Like it's really hard. You could be a good team. There's so much talent in the NBA right now. I went through it with Sam. Like it's crazy how good the like 20th best team is in the NBA right now compared to what it was 10 years ago in terms of the way the talent is dispersed across the league. Gilders Alexander, you could call him a top ten player, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't really find fault in it. He's very good. You could. I mean, this might, this might be getting some hot water on this podcast. How, uh, many, how many point guards are you taking over, Shea? Right now, Steph is one.
0: Yeah, I mean, game
1: I, I, if he plays like last year, maybe.
0: And that's still a maybe. I and mean, I think that's the list. And look, I, I, I'm, I think I'm higher on Trey than most at this point. And I, I don't think you're going to find many people that are going to take Trey over Shea at this, at this moment in time, even well, Hawks fans. I mean, like maybe, I'm sure they, like, I'm sure some and exist.
1: No. And, but, and, and again, like that's not even, again, this is not me saying like that's no, a knock on Trey or anybody. That's not. me saying how good Shea has been over the last, I'd say 18 months of basketball that we've seen him play. Uh, he has been unbelievable. The growth he's shown his ability to, scored all three levels and to impact the game on both ends and you know a lot of focus on like the way he's able to get to the line but he also has good games when he's not getting to the line like his free throw rate's kind of crazy and maybe that regresses but like his efficiency is so good at everything else that like even in the world cup he wasn't like parading to the free throw line and he was still dominating games like it's kind of crazy the leap that he's been able to take, especially when you consider like what they've been doing around him, how often they've just kind of sat him to end. Like they shut him down two straight years and he still was able to make these leaps. That's kind of, that's crazy impressive on his end to be able to put the work in to do that because like he wasn't playing a ton. And then all of a sudden they finally throw him out there for a full season and he's dominant. Like that doesn't happen a lot. Like you think about the guys who tend to get shut down, and usually you're like, okay, well, they're picking their spots. They're playing, they're not playing back to backs. It's much easier to have a great impact when you're fresh. And I was kind of worried about that with him because of the way they were handling him. And then he plays a full season last year. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And so that to me is as impressive as anything he's done. But I say all of that. And I think Chet's <laughs> going to be really good. I think it's really now, hard to win five more games in the here's West.
0: My, here's my thing. And I love Chet. I'm, I'll say this now. I'm very, very, very high on Chet. Robbie, he's still a rookie. He's never played in the NBA. And there's a lot of people that are like just penciling in Chet to be like good, like capital G good in the NBA in his first season. And I, I just can hardly ever get there. You know what I mean? It's like one yep. of those things where and they need him as the thing. Like right. I know they played they, yeah. they played so small. I mean, and they got they got away with it. They played mm-hmm. very, very small last year, and it was exploited at times. Yes. You know, they had Muscala, who You and I love, and he was he's a real competent NBA center. But like when when he wasn't playing, they were playing like Kemba. Well, they also had Dario,
1: and Dario had Saric, and
0: they they were playing small, and it worked. But now they'll get more attention, and I think Chet's going to be good. For in fact, I think I might I might invest in Chet, rookie of the year stuff. I think a fade Mm -hmm. of Wimby is probably maybe a move there. I think Scoop might be the number one guy I go with. But anyway, um, but he's still going to be. For all intents and purposes, a, a rookie. So, I'd be skeptical on some level of that. But yeah, I think I. It's like against my nature to not have the under here, but I'm not going to give it out. I, I think that I would I would lean under, but they could make you I mean, 44 silly. and a half. Yeah, they I mean, can they win 50 games. It wouldn't. It they're, wouldn't. They're shoot it would really, not shot me.
1: really good. Dagnos, a very very good. impressive young coach. Yeah. Um, to get that much defense out of a young team is pretty crazy, and I know some of that is they did a very good job identifying defensive talent. Jalen Williams is unbelievable. They have, they basically have done a better job of building what Masai Ujiri tried to build in Toronto with just like arms everywhere. length. But they're just more like I talked about with Sam. It's like, they're just more skilled everywhere, everywhere. Like they're not just like hyper athletes that are long. Like they all have defined skill sets, which is the difference in terms of the way that they've built compared to Toronto recently. Um, Yeah, so I but still under for me. I think it's I don't know if I want to lock it up because it's but it's it's pretty it's pretty comfy yeah, at forty I'm, I'm not
0: half. gonna I'm not gonna do that, but I I, I see cozy. all the reasons. I see all the reasons. They're all there and uh it's also kind of a fade the public move, so I feel like everyone's gonna be on the over there. Yeah, and uh, not us on this
1: all
0: right, let's go to Utah. Uh 35 and a half is the number at FanDuel with a juice to the over right now. Um, they had a weird summer. Um, they didn't really lose anyone of consequence. It was like Damian Jones and yeah. Fox Legend Rudy Gay and they um, lost
1: everybody of consequence at the deadline.
0: Yeah, right. I was gonna say that's worth noting that they did they did share everybody Conley Beasley, Vanderbilt, etc., at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, but they do add John Collins, who's a good NBA player, and that's as this podcast will always attest, and a bunch of talented young guys who may not help them win now. Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks rest ball, et cetera. Uh, but here's the weird thing. They lost, They won 37 games last year with a point of potential of a 39-win team, and they very openly didn't try sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they had more punts for a team in this range than you normally see because they – we were all wrong on Utah last year. Like, they, they came out of the gate uh, as a playoff-level team, and they kind of had to cool off uh, self-inflicted at times last year.
1: Yeah, say. but – after the deadline, they were
0: not close to the same pace. They were not, and they even, also even before they shut everything. Down. That that is true. They were not, and also, you know, they didn't push minute like games. Like only one guy who was a real guy played seventy games or more. It was Kessler who was a rookie, which made sense. Um, Marketing six in the sixties, etc. Yeah, but you know, I'll be honest. This is a, this is one I have a lot of trouble with because they got better from the second half, like you just said, of last year. They obviously got better. You had John Collins, and yes. gave up nothing, you improve, But how good were they post-trades last year? Yeah. And also, this will be controversial. I am not buying in on Laurie Markkinen to the level everyone else seems to be. Mm-hmm. I am not convinced Laurie Markkinen is a star, and he is mm-hmm. discussed like a star mm-hmm. at this moment in time. And he might be. He played like a star last year. I'm not being... Mm-hmm. This, I'm not getting any shade. He did it last year. He was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I gotta, again, I got to see it more than once for me. Can to you do
1: the game when people are expecting it from you?
0: Um, yes. That is my question about Laurie. I... Also, the fit stuff's kind of weird. Like, as much as John is good, Laurie's yeah, a four, And John's a four. And... Yeah,
1: they're going to have some real funky stuff. They're, like, we already saw when you start deploying John a lot on the perimeter – it takes away a lot of what he's good at. Like we saw that in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I I I feel like, and this is not a Utah Jazz podcast. I feel like, I hope for their for everybody's for Wilson, Will Hart, Will, Hart, Will Hardy's sake, etc. I feel like it's so obvious that they should be pairing Collins and Kelly Olenek together. Like I I yeah. I feel like it's the most obvious stagger in the world that John should be on the court anytime Walker Kessler is not, mm-hmm. all year long. Yes. And Kelly and Kelly O'Link is a great partner for John. Four spacer. This is the Hawks podcast. Everybody knows what I think about John, but like, I do have questions about like. Presumably, they're going to start Lori, John, and Walker Kessler. Yeah, and I don't like, know, I don't know if that out. works. Also, they don't have a point guard. I mean, your you guy Colin Sexton uh, will be there. Okay, they don't
1: have a great passing point guard? They don't like? have a
0: great passer on the whole roster. They also they, have some just, shooting questions. So, like, here's, so here's my issue. Chris Dunn, who I like a lot, is reborn. He's reborn. Shout out to Chris Dunn, who barely played like for the Hawks, Chris but he's Dunn. reborn. Uh, he can't shoot.
1: No, Taylor Horton Tucker
0: can't shoot. No, he can't. Uh, Walker, Walker Kessler still can't shoot at this point. Your best,
1: your best shooter, again, here you go again, like maybe John bounces back, but oh. like you don't want to deploy him
0: I'm a, I'm a, Just so we don't get yelled at, I'll just say Yes, I know Keontae George is going to be there. Keontae George is a is a post lottery rookie. He's probably not going to be very good as a rookie. As a rookie, I'm not saying anything bad. Yeah. I same point I'll make about Taylor Hendricks, who's also a, good, a guy I love. Top ten pick. Rookies are bad, mostly, especially especially rookie point guards. Yes. If you're not Chris Paul or you're, you're not second half of season Trey Young, like right. it's, you're not good. If you're a rookie point guard, we saw it. Jay, Jay, of- great example was yeah. generally awful. Like yeah. as far as like impacting winning. And yeah. anyway, I just don't want you to get yelled at or me to get yelled at about the poker situation. Cause yes, they do have Keontae George.
1: They don't have a real like NBA okay, they don't not have yet. an
0: NBA proven point. They do they do not. Uh, uh but anyway. here's the thing. When you have they got second Kentucky, Kite- though. My guy.
1: When you have most of your talent beyond Jordan Clarkson, my guy. When you have most of your talent consolidated to the front court, it is vital to have a point guard to set them up in the right places. Vital. If you don't have that, you will not be very
0: good. Even if George does pop, for instance, just to be charitable, okay. he's a scorer. He's not a he's not a setup point guard. He's sure. a that's what I'm saying. Uh, and, they don't so have and, table table and So a Sexton. So yeah.
1: and so you don't have that table set, and this is Long in future when we get to the Sixers pod, this is the biggest concern for I have with Philly. If they like move Harden, is like it's not replacing any of the scoring. It's It's like they don't have a passer.
0: No, and you have to get
1: Embiid, and you have to get the ball on his spot on time. The same thing goes for Collins. Like Collins is will thrive if he has a pick and roll guy that he can roll to the rim and get lobs and you know do all of that and like we've seen that in Atlanta, but. If you're not giving him the ball on time, his impact is lessened. Laurie is was great last year, but part of that was like Mike Conley helped set him up. Mike Conley's gone. I think that's a concern
0: for it is, Utah it is in warm. terms
1: of how are they getting into the offense? Because, again, I think Will Hardy's a very good coach. I think they can be a very good defensive team because, as you have stumped for many times,
0: John Collins is a good defender. John's a good way. defender. If you John John Collins and Walker Kessler on defense, that's a lot good. of good stuff. Uh,
1: good of five. You go the four and five,
0: and Lori and Lori, while not a great defender, if he's playing the three, he's huge. He's, he's just gigantic. huge. Like suddenly you're just massive. So you're, you're I don't know. gigantic. I
1: I go I under of, here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can't not a
1: lot, but like I just I again yeah. somebody's got to lose more games in the West. The Jazz seem like a prime option for that and again like you said they're better than the second half team they were last year roster wise but they still have the same glaring need at point guard and they also could move some veterans that's also got to be baked into this they could once again yeah if they move if they move olenic if they move i mean clarkson like could maybe like i know he just you know Worked a new extension or whatever. I so think they, they signed him early enough. The it's, the bo-
0: it's the bogey thing. They signed him early enough that they could, they could do it if they wanted they to. They could move that deadline.
1: Um, like there's... Their veterans still could... Outside of Lari, I think they're pretty committed to he's their guy. They could still continue to strip down some things at the deadline. This is a fr- pretty decent under for me.
0: It's Danny, it's Danny Ainge. He's not going to be like averse to doing it. Let's just say. No. Uh, there are conflicting things here because... Just to say it, they were eight and fourteen post deadline. Post deadline last year, that's not great. Minus four, minus four net rating. There was some punting in there, but they didn't totally punt. Um, you know, add John, who I like. It's hard for me to like. You know, I I, I would kind of lean under two, but I don't have uh, conviction necessarily. All right, Robbie, we've done enough on the North, northwest division. I appreciate oh yeah. you giving me some time. We will have uh, your time permitting four more of these. We are Woo! two. We are two of six at this point. Uh, anything to plug at the end of the podcast? uh sports come
1: read us over on uprocks.com sports dime all that stuff uh for college football fans the podcast rolling right along clipping along
0: i will say Uh, as you heard this last week's show was unhinged so if you that's your your first experience with podcasts i don't know if you're gonna like it or not but it's fantastic
1: yeah it it was a bit awful uh my apologies question mark if you have children (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't listen to it with anybody else (laughs) In the car, I've, I have had to make that disclaimer.
0: Um, on that episode, really mostly. Most, episode. most of the time, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Like, it was a little bit of thing. language, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that, uh, yeah the and show.
1: then the handles right there. You can read my
0: at ourkelland so, on Twitter. We don't we don't say X here unless we have to. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. Stay tuned for more content in this space. Tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe to the show. We'll see you all next time.